Phone's on silent, everybody. My phone's always on silent, but my vibrate is broken, so it goes. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I think that's the thing he was talking about. Welcome to the Outpost Podcast. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good day today. Today we've got me, Lacey. We've got Teresa, Mark, Tom. You followed directions yes! this time, didn't you? I'm gonna crush it from now on. Okay, how's Expediency. everyone? How's everyone feeling today? <laughs> I'm great. Expedient. I'm not saying every response has to be expedient. Okay. <sighs> got it. Okay, can we beat them? With what? I'm, I'm open to suggestions. We can make a list, work our way down. Mike's macaroons, they all must start with M's. <laughs> no. What, what else is in here that starts with M? Um, I don't I don't know. Morons. Hey. <laughs> hey. I have no problem using somebody else as a weapon. <laughs> oh my gosh. It, it has been sunny the last few days here and it is like changing my life. Is it changing anybody else's life? The sunshine actually shining down upon us. When did you go outside last? I don't know. Some of us work. Yeah. Mm. Why are you shaming me? <laughs> I mean, like. <laughs> it seemed like the thing to do, but we were wrong. Yeah, Teresa's you were. <laughs> I understand. I'm talking about the sunshine. Teresa's trapped in the middle. She's like, I want to take Lacey's side, but, but I also like these this. guys. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a rough go. Okay. It's wonderful, ha- has anybody my spirit? Yes. Has anybody appreciated the sunshine? Other Mark than and I just went for a walk and it was delightful. Did you even have to wear a coat? <laughs> well, we accidentally wore a coat. It was it was. Mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. Did you sweat a little bit? Yeah. Because of that? We did. I know. I know. This is I did not perspire. I don't know about Tom. Mark doesn't perspire. He glistens. Uh, Hashtag. Hey, look. Also, parts of it were filmed in my high school. So Tom, I see something behind you. I see something that's lurking in the corner over there. Use your bicep muscles. You it. Use it. Use it. Use it. Lift. That's your deltoid. That's your deltoid. Teresa, what do we yeah. have? What do we have in there today? You got to use the. You got to do the you combo have to code. Open it. You got to well, okay. unzip yeah. it. S- simmer, simmer. There's oh these new gosh. snaps on this side. <gasps> new okay, snaps so installed. Mm-hmm. They're called clasps. Oh, are they really? Mm-hmm. Did we order that, them on Tom? clasps? Clasps. <laughs> clasps. <laughs> yeah, they they fold inward. You got to oh, have as many s- and as you can when you're recording audio. Yes, that's what I was exactly <laughs> thinking. What is it? It's like Hanukkah. You got to when you say it. All right, so. <laughs> I really like this new bag. This, this, this mailbag right is choice. the best one. Yep. This was worth all the money. Why is there Velcro? Um, okay. Why is there ever Velcro? <laughs> True. Okay. Reach uh, down. Yeah. Ooh. Deep down. Oh, this this one is sticky. Oh, I all love right. the sticky ones. Mm-hmm. Teresa always finds the sticky ones mm-hmm. or the smelly They're ones. They're always at the bottom. They st- they're just in here. I guess what that are makes you sense. doing reaching down there? I don't know. <laughs> it's been left there for a reason. All right. Well, I mean, it's it's here, so. Okay, let's do it. Do you wash your fruit before you eat it? I do. I do 100% with soap. Soap, water, rinse, wipe, eat. Nope. Nope. Not at all. No, I'll, I'll rub it with my hands. <laughs> really? Yeah, if, if there's Clean visible dirt enough. on it, I'll, I'll like 
Buffett on my shirt. My dad was an agricultural scientist for 40 years. Yeah. Does he? Like, what are you washing off of it? You're what? Are you serious? You're washing off of it the chemicals that they spray upon it to keep bugs from well, that's living. That's why you just buy the organic one. You don't buy those. Those are called ones, pesticides, yeah. and those save lives. Oh, but they don't save your own intestines. Why do you don't just buy organic? Done, done, and done. Is that what you do? Yeah. And then you don't wash. So I'm the only washer. Newsflash: Organic food gets treated with pesticides as well, just for a, a lesser time. Sincerely. Yeah. His dad really is an agronomist. Yeah. So, yeah, it it's a it's a marketing thing. You really um, don't now wash listen, that listen, at all. Before I get burned to the ground by everyone, organic food is great. All it's awesome. Go to. Yeah, but it's not what you think it is. I'm the only washer. I'm surprised. Your apples. You don't, don't mean, you notice so they have a waxy film on the outside? You're the one that you eats food them? off the ground. How I can do. you how can you be lecturing us on like washing food when right. you eat something off the ground? You know, when the when the apple falls out of the tree, it gets on the dirt, right? Okay, yes. That's fine. Whatever. I'm not worried about the dirt. I'm worried about everything that it's treated with. There's a quote. A little dirt don't hurt. Okay. It doesn't. Remember I would lick the dirt. I'll watch. Okay. <laughs> And that's that. There we go. (laughs) All right. Should we give Mark a chance to pick one out? Mark, will you please pick one out? I'm still going off on the pesticides, but that's okay. Okay, I'll get off my platform. Reach down, pick one out. Oh, boy. All right. This is a, this is, I think this is for Lacey. 90s nostalgia. What needs to make a comeback? It's not just Lacey. We all were alive in the 90s. Yeah, but who just mentioned eating something from the 90s three minutes Mm -hmm. ago? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I was mean, one who called out and said, what era, though? Okay. A couple of my favorite 90s nostalgia. One, Britney Spears. Two, Backstreet Boys. Three, maybe I had a boyfriend who sang to me that song from the group 98 Degrees, You Are My Sunshine After the Rain. That was my fifth grade boyfriend. That was, he was a smart guy. So he's he going to make a, a comeback? <laughs> oh, that needs to make a comeback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, you listed all those things. I'm like, you want all those things to make a comeback? I think all those things already tried to make a comeback. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I have very fond memories of Tamagotchi. Mm, mm-hmm. Dude. I went hard for Tamagotchi and Pogs. Yes. Pogs. Our little Pogs. pocket pets. Pogs. Pogs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, the, the little, now this was early 90s, late 80s. I mean, if we're going to split hairs, but the plastic dealy that goes on the shirt and ties. Oh, I love that. Then, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Recording the radio. That was fun in the 90s. That was obnoxious because you're like, just stop talking, Mr. DJ. Really? I don't. Your first 15 seconds are ruined. I'll tell you what needs to make a comeback, though. What? Is, so, like, now everybody has streaming music and they don't have CDs and, yes. and DVDs and all that stuff. But the inserts for music CDs mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the 90s were awesome because mm-hmm. there was an application of design and artwork yeah. and expression mm. and it was visceral and it was tangible and now we don't have that and i yeah. still i still sucks. buy physical media yeah do you mm-hmm. bring it back spotify and you pandora mean you just want stuff shipped to you on the regular like here's m- music you might like and their visual impact i never receive stuff other people think i might like i just i, I would like to make that choice for myself really because you order boxes of pop culture type things that come to you that people think you might like mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. study. That's, that's R and D. Oh, okay. That yeah. of course. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Tax write off Lacey. I understand. Yeah. It's got a purpose. Boom. Okay. <laughs> Rationalize it. So you're right. I, I get never it. saw what was in that Godzilla box, by the way. <laughs> what needs to make a comeback from the nineties, Lacey? Is it diapers? What on me? <laughs> Good grief, man. Wow. Shots fired. <laughs> wow. 
I thought we were among friends, but I need to call my therapist. It'll be fine. Your best friend? You know, I just because I see her regularly and I have to pay people to talk to me. <laughs> it's a good choice. Sounds like me. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a good choice. You know, there's one question in here that I feel like we probably shouldn't. That's Tom's. That's the one. I know. Well, I mean, the reason why it's so good is because we were just being a little aggressive with each other. Okay. So, Lacey. Yeah. Who's the most ag- or, uh, most? <laughs> Who's the biggest a-hole in the group, Lacey? (laughs) It it says the most creative, and I don't know why I translated that to aggressive. What happened? You know. Who's the most creative of the group? Well, it doesn't say Lacey choose, but who is the most creative of the group? I like Lacey choosing things. I know. (laughs) (laughs) There was no way this question was going to get an actual answer other than Lacey chooses. There was going to be a whole bunch of, like, wiffy-waffy... Fluff. Mark and now Lacey's spending gonna... five minutes saying everybody's creative in their own right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hashtag Wiffy Waffy. Wiffy Waffy. What's the word I'm searching for? Don't find it. Wiffy Waffy. Okay. <laughs> I think it's wishy washy. That's it. it but and you change it to Wiffy Waffy because yeah. you're missing your tooth front teeth. <laughs> we need to retire Wiffy Waffy. And make it Wiffy Waffy. That is all played out. Wiffy Waffy. Wiffy Waffy. Wiffy Waffy. Mark is the most visually creative. I think Tom is the most word-based creative i think Teresa is the most creative in her self-expression we call that weird based creative <laughs> Teresa, weird <laughs> I do you agree am i right probably not but we'll take it i mean we're, we're gonna work with it i mean beyond that it would just be a fist fight figure out who, who gets to come out what on are you who gets the, the award yeah what am i the most creative mm-hmm. at ways to boss people around nicely that's truth bombs coming down now. I mean, she ain't lying. Props are, for that. Are there lots of ways? I think that's called leadership. Or, <laughs> wow. You know, I mean, wasn't it Winston Churchill who said diplomacy is having the ability to tell somebody go to hell and make them look forward to the journey? Yes. See? See? <laughs> there you there are different styles of leadership. <laughs> Okay, can I grab one? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to grab this one. Not that one. Yeah. That one's weird. Why do you always judge the one that I Why pick? are people still listening to this? Because that one literally just It's, it's just skippers. And... They're all just... There. Okay, okay. If you could afford and justify outsourcing something mm. you do in life, what would that be? Mm. I mean, I got I got one. Okay, I got go, one. go. Housework. Yeah, That's chores. what I was going to say. Chores, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I mean, I look at baseboards. I'm like, who actually dusts those on the regular? No. I mother-in-law's coming quick grab a rug mm-hmm. time for dust or your baseboards but beyond that i mean if she didn't visit regularly your cupboard doors yeah, no. just baseboards well i mean really i say that but really i mean every single thing in the bathroom <laughs> every single thing in the bathroom yes if i could outsource my commute Ooh. to where someone else was driving i was just being chauffeured or i was on a train like i kept trying to make happen but the state line ruins it I have a long commute for people who don't know. I drive like two to three hours a day. And if all of that, I got that time back mm-hmm. as alone creative time. Yes. Oh my goodness. Are you kidding? I've imagined sometimes, and by imagined, I mean like mental math of if when I travel, I just Ubered, how much would it cost and how much could I make during that work time? I would be so irresponsible. That's, I would piddle that time away. You would, you think? I would mm-hmm. freely and gladly call it me time, say I'm investing in myself, but really have <laughs> nothing to show for it. Yeah, but you're right. Your yeah. rate would exceed whatever Uber mm-hmm. rate is. 
that's an interesting conversation about what your time is worth. Yes, exactly. Because right now, I mean, I'm going to change this situation in the next 10 months or so. But right now, I drive my kids 40 minutes to school because I'm a little bit cuckoo bananas. I wanted to keep them where they were after I moved to have some stability in their life. So I drive 40 minutes to pick them up, then 20 minutes to work, then 20 minutes back out to pick them up, then 40 minutes back home. Like that's two hours of time that, but then again, now that I think about it, I'm with them and I'm spending time with them. So it's not like I could make money on all of that time. See, Tom's just riding solo. He could just be like, hey, no NPR right now. This is Tom time. Mm Mm-hmm. And I try, like I dictate notes and things like that, but it's not the same as because I'm focused on driving. Half mm-hmm. my brain is busy. So why I ten hope months? More than half. Why? Because t- I have a goal of January 2021 mm-hmm. to be when I'm moving mm-hmm. to a new space. Rock on. Mark and I yeah. constantly talk about the business side of things that we would like to spend less time doing, so we could do more creative side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a long list. Mm-hmm. The goal is to be spending all of your time doing what only you can do in the organization. Regardless of who you are or what your role is, you should be doing that. And that's absurd. (laughs) But that's what we strive for. Okay, I have another one. (laughs) I wish I could outsource my grooming. My self-grooming. If I could just... You can always just leave it. But that's what I do now. I just (laughs) don't do it. So here's what here's what, here's what would be the perfect it's a form situation. of outsourcing. I outsource lots of things in that case. Right? If I could just like get up in the morning and for 30 minutes have someone do my hair, pick out my outfit while I sit there emailing back and forth, I would just be so delighted. Outsourcing yes, does you not would. mean you know I would, wouldn't I? It does not mean abandon. That's not what. That's what I do is. now, though. It's right now. It's abandoned, like her baseboards, abandoned and, until mother-in-law visits. And then, I mean, there's two kinds of clean. There's clean, and then she's until coming. I've got I've got a sales meeting. That's when I shower. <laughs> there's mother-in-law clean. I shower for she's sales coming. meetings only the first time. Once I've got somebody, then they're on the line. They get unshowered, Lacey. Am I wrong? I don't. I don't. I don't. I, feel, I, don't, I don't know. Wanna, this I, isn't safe to answer. Very sure rarely do I process whether or not it feels like you've showered. You're a full-on hobo. It's true. <laughs> I mean, no. we don't smell test you when you come in. Thankfully, I'm a, I'm I don't really start, smell though. much. I don't smell really much anymore. <laughs> I mean, the smell you your body grow is adapted to. and just shut that down. Yes, it's intelligent. <laughs> this has gone too far. You know what? This isn't working anymore. Just, just stop with the steak. <laughs> and so it just did. Okay. See leadership. <laughs> Way to bring it back. Okay, do we have anything good, else good in there? Back. Okay, do you have any weird injury stories? All right, it's my time to shine. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I can roll my sleeves up on this one. So when like I was a whole episode, <laughs> I was a young boy. I was riding my bike, my 10 speed bike. Yes. Down the road, something got caught in my chain, and I was looking down trying to figure out what it was oh, and no. kick it out and i ran into a parked truck oh no like 35 miles an hour so my body went over the front tire mm. hit the canopy of the back of the truck oh. i broke my nose i broke my bike <laughs> i lost consciousness oh my gosh and when i woke up the truck was gone <gasps> Somebody Whoa. saw me there and moved on. Oh my god! So gosh. then I yeah I went and full on had to they had to fix my nose and all that stuff and go to the ER and all that stuff. But I don't remember exactly how old I was, but I was young. 
Wow. That's I, that's my that's my weird story. That I remember coming was... in the door and saying, it's busted. <laughs> <laughs> I, my brother opened the door and I was just blood all over me. <laughs> and my dad just tells the story. He's like, the only thing you would yell was, it's busted. <laughs> Your nose or the bike, I wonder what my you're nose. talking about. Yeah, no. Life. Yeah, life had yeah. busted. It's Existence busted. is busted. Everything. His childhood. His, his innocence. innocence. Yeah. I wanted to say that that truck was technically involved in a hit and run, but it's so but not the truck's the fault. But they were the jerk face who left you. That seems really yeah. odd that somebody would leave you that's that's unsettling i don't like it yeah you know the game has opened my eyes to how much i say the word or hear the word unsettled or unsettling or and like any variation that's just the weird circles you truck in like you know i it's yelled at me all the time well hearing you say that <laughs> i feel vindicated so <laughs> oh, it's busted it's <laughs> it's all busted okay i've got one when i was in seventh grade my friends and I were sitting on a like a baseball softball bench mm-hmm. and I slid over and I felt this really sharp pain in my butt. Ooh. And you and your butt stories. Mm-hmm. Have, we were just talking about the dog biting you yeah. earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Continue. This is the other side. Um, delicious. The other cheek. So <laughs> he turned the other. It was cheek. obvious Ooh. that I had drove a splinter into my butt. So then I tried to pull it out, but when I pulled on it, like I could feel my pants and my flesh move with it. Oh! And so then I like went into the bathroom and I was trying to see it. And this is before cell phones, you know. So you could, and and there was a porta potty outside. So I remember I was standing in the porta potty, trying to like get an angle in the tiny little square mirror that they have in oh. there, and that didn't work. So then I had to go get my friend Steve. <laughs> oh, Steve. Steve, would you come in here with me? And then come was, into the porta potty with me and pull the plank out of my ass. Right. And, and, well, and he tried, and it, that didn't work. So then I had to go into urgent care, where I had just been the week before with a sword accident. <laughs> with a sword uh, accident. Yeah. So I was in a performance of Hamlet, and oh, I remember this yeah, one. Yeah. And someone's dad, dad, Steve's it was Tom versus Tom, and then the final <laughs> scene of Hamlet. Tom's dad had made these big wooden swords. No, it was Steve's dad. It was, wasn't it? How did you do that? You're welcome. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. Leadership. (laughs) Elbow five on that one. Yeah. Uh Oh, boy. He made these big wooden swords that looked awesome. But when Tom tripped and brought it down on top of my head, it was a heavy wood sword. So we're in the performance of Hamlet in the like final climactic battle scene. And he trips and hits me on the head. And the best middle school Shakespeare special effects ever. I felt nothing except slightly warm. And then I turn to the audience and everyone starts like silence and then then, like mom's screaming. My vision went out and I rubbed my face and I had all this blood on my hand. And so then I hopped off the stage and no one came to me, which herd mentality. I mean, they're all sixes that are just they were like, this is really well done. So realistic. So well done. But I remember wandering the halls and like watching blood spray on lockers. Oh, my gosh. It was awesome. They called my mom and they took me to urgent care and I got to deliver the line when they asked me what happened. I got to say sword fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which was great when you're however old you are in seventh mm-hmm. grade. Wow. And so they knew you. But then well. when I came back with the butt with the splinter, splinter thing, like that was, you know, not that, quite that as thing cool. was this a guy really needs attention. That's long. what yeah. they're saying. This yeah. guy, you know, asking for it, asking for ah, it. Ah, <laughs> So I think my favorite injury story was when I broke my hand. I was in karate. This was probably three years ago. 
and I was fighting one of the state troopers in karate and me and another, another green belt, we were, we were fighting and he throws a kick and I came down, I was going to go for it. And I blocked and all of a sudden my hand felt a little, oh man, that stings. Mm -hmm. That stings. So I, I just try to walk it off. You've got some adrenaline running. So. Yeah. And so immediately after, you know, I get this kick in the hand, the green belt that was sparring on my team got kicked right in the gonad. So he went down. So the whole team is just, you know, incapacitated by a cop busted. Yeah. And <laughs> so I'm like, Oh man, that that's rough. And my, my instructor goes, is it okay? And I pushed down right on the, the brake, not uh, knowing. And I let go and my vision goes white. And I oh. said, well, I didn't feel a break sensei. And he goes, okay, you're fine. Just go put some ice on it. I get home. I start rooting through the freezer. My husband is in the other room. He goes, what are you doing? I'm, I'm getting some ice for my hand. It's broken. You haven't even looked at it yet. Like, I was so like angry at him. I was like, how For dare assuming. you? Yeah, like this is me. I don't break. How mm -hmm. dare you? So I sleep with it unbound. Next morning, I pick my kid up out of her crib, pick her up, put her in the car, pick her out. Like all of this stuff of moving. Later on, my hand is a little sore. Mm -hmm. I'm Google image searching broken hand or, you know, like mm -hmm. fifth metacarpal. What does that break look like? Of course you are. And because my, you know, Mike's pesky little comment, it's broken. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just Eating going in my head. You. So I'm having a conversation with my boss, my hands on her desk. And, you know, we're talking about our plans for the day. I said, yeah, you know, during my lunch break, I think I'm going to go get an x-ray. She goes, uh, what? And so I tell her the whole break. thing. And she goes, that's not a lunch break activity. You should just go. <laughs> just, just get out of here. And it was, wasn't it? I mean, I go to urgent care and urgent care goes, well, it doesn't look broken. You're acting like it's broken, but you've got good insurance. So mm -hmm. we'll do an x-ray and don't even come back. Just leave. And uh, we'll call you if it's broken. We'll put a sling on it or something. Uh-huh. I get the x-ray. X-ray tech says, do you want to see it? No, it's not broken. And if it is, it's going to be so small that no one's going to do anything about it. So I get in my car. I'm backing out. Phone rings. And I have my heads on them all. Hello, doc. And she goes, you're going to need to come in. We need to refer you to a hand surgeon. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, what the heck? Is this why you have the artificial hand? <laughs> yeah. I, you thought it was just a Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> the claw. Yeah. yeah. But I had the great story that That's I got awesome. it from punching a cop in yeah. karate. That is a solid story. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. beautiful. I sense a, I sense a transition coming. Oh. I sense it coming from Mark. I sense something, a transition from Mark. Is, is it gas? time for treats? <laughs> it's my favorite kind of transition. It's, it's time like, for the transition. Mark. Hint. Hint. Are we talking about my lycanthropy? What are we talking about? No, we're talking about the main topic transition. Oh. I mean, we can edit all of this up. Main topic. Perfect. We're practicing. That was so good. We're practicing. We're getting really good at it. It was this. no Derek, but. That wasn't me. <laughs> Where did that come from? We need okay. to shut the bathroom door. Main topic for the day today. For the did it, did it, did it day. Okay, main topic for the day today is how do you keep an online community healthy? Mm. Gifts. Okay? So, so shut it down. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Now we'll end the podcast. Gifts is the answer. I mean, we could it. go on, but that's just useless. We could describe gifts. So favorite gifts. Obviously, <laughs> our company is pretty rooted and totally dependent upon an online community. People who we can reach through technology, communicate with on a regular mm -hmm. basis, who know, like, and trust us enough to buy the stuff we make, basically, and read the stuff we create and listen to us talk about, you know, 
butt slivers for for goodness I mean, sake. So how that's do we the do name this? Of the podcast, by the way, is butt slivers. <laughs> Five inch butt sliver. Oh man! Episode or it's 20. busted. <laughs> so this is episode twenty, by the way. Oh my gosh! Welcome to episode twenty. Hey, we made it. I like it. Butt slivers. Okay. <laughs> We've made We've it grown so far. So. Oh, hey, guess what? Hmm. <clears throat> so as of today, Viola, who works here, has started listening to this podcast. I know she told me she's like yeah. four episodes in. I told her, go ahead and skip 10. She said that's what everybody else said, but she wants to listen to them all. So hmm. here on, we are. Good on Were her. you wanting to skip an arbitrary 10 or episode 10? What is the... Skip I just, till it gets good. Yeah, that's yeah. what I think. <laughs> okay, so, so episode, episode 21 is going to be awesome. Yeah. Just skip the first 20. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so a lot of people ask us about this. We have other people even in the board game industry who also have online communities who come to us and say, what you have built is what we try to build. And mm. so it's interesting to me that we've been able to create this online community that is very healthy. So I have some ideas that I want to go through, but I would like to mine you all for what you think is some of the reasons that we've been able to build a healthy community, pitfalls people fall into sometimes. So the first thing that I think about in this is just being present, right? Anytime that, let's say you have a house that is not lived in, critters start coming into the corners, right? Nasty critters most of the time. Mm -hmm. So being present in your online community is one of the first things that you can do to just make sure that it stays healthy. Would you agree? I, I would, you know, and I would take it a step further. I think having been responsible for solely managing a lot of social communities, I think one thing that makes Orange Nebulas really special uh, is that there are multiple moderators. It'll be things where Tom and I will feed off each other or I'll realize I've neglected and abandoned and I'll see this gold mine from, you know, another member of the team. And it's incredible to see what we're doing together. Mm -hmm. That is one of the things that I was thinking about too, that I hadn't written down, but delegating the responsibility to multiple team members. Like when we did this last Kickstarter, there was an organized, you know, Teresa's on this channel, Tom's on this channel, Viola's on this channel, mm -hmm. but it took a lot of work to keep everybody organized answering questions the same way on different channels. How did we accomplish that properly? I think that even is is jumping to, you know, once you've got something established. Mm -hmm. I think what you said about being present just in on the more basic level is more to the point if you're trying to build a community. Communities are a group of people interacting with each other around common beliefs and interests. And if you aren't in there with people, being available and being yourself and being accessible and actually communicating and having relationships, then it isn't even a community. Right. You know, it's just, it's just a, a one way dump. Mm -hmm. And we are, you know, blessed to have reached a point now where we need to delegate things and break things up during campaigns and stuff like that. But that management part of it doesn't even come into the picture if there isn't a community, which I think being being present, present and being genuine is a huge part of how you get there. Well, yeah, once it's there, mm -hmm. I mean, my perspective is a little different. I think the reason we have a community is because we envisioned having a community and we put things in place and we made the commitment and the time and the money investment to create that space, right? Like it takes on its own culture it takes on its own form. But 
I see a lot of companies in all kinds of different industries that don't have a community. They want one, but they're just not willing to spend the time and the money to mm-hmm. do it. So I have zero sympathy for that. Right? Because like, it, it is something that like you can't say, OK, Teresa, you're going to spend two hours on managing the outpost community group. You can't say, OK, that's going to earn us this much in return. So the ROI yeah. is kind of vague. And so yeah. for business people, sometimes it's hard to justify spending money on that type of marketing. Yeah, it's the ROI of a hug. It's an an expense (laughs) if you look at it that way. It's Mm -hmm. the same with creative work. It's very difficult to quantify to a client in a spreadsheet the value of a new visual language or a logo, like how that's going to make people feel and how that's going to drive their behaviors and create emotional engagement. How do you track emotional engagement across a demographic? You can poll all day long. They're not going to be accurate. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Right. It's a belief system. And I'll just put this in my perspective for us. My personal belief was that we wanted to serve people. We feel like their feedback is really valuable and that we are going to best serve them if we listen to them. And we can have a lot of fun along the way. And so we decided that that was going to cost us money. And then we have to have people to do it and we have to have time to do it. And that time and expense comes at the expense of other time and mm-hmm. expense. Yeah, I think the mistake is to take community building and put it in a bucket with like other business stuff. Like, yeah. oh, you know, we, we need a marketing budget that needs an ROI and we need bathrooms and we, you know, <laughs> we, we need a this, that and the other thing. If that's how you view your community what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like that's the whole point of what we're doing is the community. Like the products exist to build community. Mm-hmm. Like it, the heart of our company, that's not just Mark's personal thing. Like that's the heart of what we're doing. Mm. That's the entire point. Ooh, that gave me and, goosebumps a little bit. The difference between having a community in order to sell products and selling products in order to build a community. Well, and it's also, you think about what we're building, right? Like this isn't archival software. We're not here to, you know, (laughs) grab everything. I know you're picking up what I'm throwing at, but I mean, we're building something that you can actually play with friends and deepen relationships that you have. So why not act like it? Mm -hmm. Well, and from a pure business standpoint, everybody knows or should know that a client is more valuable than a project, right? So if you're in a service industry and you want to win a project, Sometimes you make mistakes trying to get a project or letting a project go, not thinking about the long-term ramifications or the cost of bringing on a new client instead of service, servicing the ones that you have. And I think if you take care of people in a community and you commit to them and you listen to them, they're going to be loyal. And that's what brand loyalty is. And then they're going to buy more of your products inherently. So money is a byproduct of good business. It's not something that you focus on. If it you, should not be the focus. It is not about dollars. It is about mm-hmm. people because the money comes anyway. Yeah. If you look at any of our internal documents that we've created to guide our decisions, all of them say that we are building a community to do X, Y, and Z or, you know, and, or that believe X, Y, and Z. And then the products serve that purpose mm-hmm. it is not we are making products and oh i guess we better like talk to people about them mm-hmm. you know like or hire some graduate to pander to social media like mm-hmm. that that's such a cart leading the horse failure setup mm-hmm. i believe we're in the minority with this mindset but i hope that changes in my experience in the service industry 
especially in branding and marketing, not everybody holds this or, or values this view. They are strictly running off numbers. And I get it when there's shareholders and, and there's people that you're accountable to. Unfortunately, I think if you don't get the big picture and the vision of what community does and you don't invest in that, then you're missing the point. Yeah, I mean, I had to break up with a business partner who, when I was trying to focus on sales by doing education in lots of different places, you know, she came to me and was like, okay, well, I see you running around doing all these things that Lacey does, but I don't see any money coming in from it. And it just was impossible to get alignment on what the point was. Mm. Well, and that that brings Mm -hmm. up like a whole thing. I was reading an article about Google's budget for innovation last night, and they were talking about, I mean, when you look at just innovation in general, they spend 70% of their innovation budget on safe bets. Mm. And then 20% goes to fairly risky, and 10% of their budget goes to this is incredibly risky, but if it pans off, it's going to pay all the Interesting. bills. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But they've broken it down. And okay, this is where we're going to allocate our time and our, our budget for these things. And I think that makes a ton of sense if you have to get granular because you have shareholders. Yeah. Okay. To close out the kind of being present point, <clears throat> when I teach marketing classes, specifically social media marketing classes, I try to get people to understand that a lot of people come in thinking that their only job in social marketing or creating online community is to post, you know, mm. to like create posts that go out. And I'm like, listen, that's going to be 20% of your job. 80% of your job is going out and having conversations with people. If you take it like it's real life, if you went to a networking meeting in real life, would you just stand up on your box and say your piece and then leave? No, you would be heckled for this and you would never make any friends. So instead you actually have to listen, communicate, provide valuable feedback. So you must be present if you're going to build any sort of online community. That goes back to the one way thing I was. Exactly. Was yeah. and, mm-hmm. and that's why we have Facebook groups instead of pages. Cause people mm-hmm. can post to groups. I would like it if we don't post anything like our goal is to establish an environment where other people are posting content that fits within the context of what Orange Nebula or that particular Unsettled or whatever group is about. And we can respond to it and be present and goof around. But the idea is that those are community spaces about something that everyone there is into or agrees upon. Like if, if, if Orange Nebula on a basic level is about thinking bigger with our creative lives, like that should not require us to post like mm-hmm. what are you working on what's inspiring you what did you see today that was super freaking awesome that everyone needs to be aware of like the unsettled group is turning into the weird science group and once in a while we'll share something about unsettled but if the idea there is the idea that the world is bizarre and wondrous mm-hmm. the world is bizarre and wondrous without the four of us like anyone in that group that aligns with the idea that that's amazing and we should talk about it that's what we're trying to foster is a community where people are rallying together around those ideas that they want to talk about, not just products. Yeah, absolutely. Here's a thought that I had is one of the best ways I think you can keep communities, online communities healthy once you have them. And especially I would say when you're running something big, like a Kickstarter is to give them a task, right? If you can kind of direct the conversation, even like the unsettled group, it's only on topic about weird science because that's what unsettled is about, right? Unsettled is about 
weird science because the game Unsettled is about weird science. So we direct the conversation in a specific way. So for instance, let's take the Kickstarter campaigns that we run. Instead of just leaving the comments sections to be what anybody can talk about anything, we say, okay, we want to know all your ideas about this. And if you give a group of people a task, they're much more likely to use their creative energy towards that task than towards breaking down things. We latch on to negative headlines. It's what we do. And so if we notice one thing, it's easy for us to say, oh, that's awful because it doesn't have insert what you will. Mm -hmm. We do that with food too. Oh, this is awful. It has, in my case, gluten, (laughs) Um, you know? And so I just can't get past it. But if you're like, hey, no, hey, we're going to build this recipe together. What what needs to go in the perfect cookie? Mm -hmm. Oh man. Mm -hmm. Then that changes the whole topic. That's really important. What you just said, I agree a thousand percent. I think everybody's a critic and it's really easy to play the consumer role. The consumer role for all of us, I think, is one of entitlement or one of expectation and not one of empathy. And I think if we were all a little more empathetic to other people's creativity, other people's, instead of just you know, this movie is trash, right? Because one thing happened that you didn't expect or like, is the movie really trash? Mm-hmm. Is it? Is it trash? <laughs> no, it's not. So, and it's funny because I say that and, and I, I feel like I'm guilty because I, you know, I wear that a lot. So one of the purposes that we have is to kind of inspire everybody else's creativity and try to see the best in it and try to bring out the light in it instead of the harsh criticism, which is prevalent in our social spaces today which kind of can lead to toxic discussions and stuff like that. But there's no really no need for that. If we focused on the strengthening of something rather than breaking it down, you know, can you imagine being in a relationship with another human? And it's like, everything's like, Oh, I hate what you're wearing. I hate, I hate the shoes. Right. Never mind. They like 96% of what you're doing, but like they just point out the flaws all day. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to be around that. You know, why would you want that in your community? When it goes back to making tasks and things of that nature, it goes back to, the heart of it, which is what is your community about? Mm-hmm. And if your answer is your product, your community sucks, mm. you know? So like on our campaigns, we do not want to hang out and have a three week argument about the product. We want to have a three week discussion about creativity and weird science and whatever the sacred concept is for this particular thing. But that's the conversation that we want to have. And that's what we want to build community around. You know, the community around the Unsettled campaign was the creative design of that fourth planet. The creative exploration of weird ideas, like that was what the community was about. If the community was just about we all align in saying we want this product, mm-hmm. then the community has nothing, you fed them nothing. They have nothing to do other than just talk about the product. And when people talk about the product, all you're going to talk about is subjective opinion on the product. And either it's going to be an empty hype fest or an empty argument. Mm. But when you make the conversation and the community about something other than the product, then you have a real community about something. Opinions and criticisms are easy, but insights and recommendations are hard and what you spend your time doing out of those sets says something about your character. And we're all guilty, but I think there's also an opportunity for all of us. Beautiful. Here, here. Mm-hmm. 
so I think about it and as I'm sitting here, I'm brainstorming in my own head. Okay. With all the social channels that I am responsible for managing, I start to think about how I can better pose the questions that I put out in the content that I create in order to have it focused not on the product, but on what brings that community together. So part of that is being able to actually take the time to sit down and identify what brings a community together. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess it's probably better if before that community is created, you've identified that so that from the beginning, it's created that way by design. But what do you do if you've already got a community starting to be built and you haven't exactly created that core value that drives it can you do it halfway through i, I mean, mean yeah ahead. you can but it's just like training a dog like if you get them as a puppy you can get things going right away if you get them as, a, as an older animal then they're going to piddle on the floor for a bit so you get them going in the right direction mm -hmm. i just think about i know that we have a lot of <laughs> we have it's exactly what i was going to say <laughs> <laughs> is it tom <laughs> go on well, do you have something to add to it? Because I know that we do have a lot of other people who we know who have communicated to us that they want something similar to what we have. And I guess I want to be able to provide some hope, thought, guidance to people who already have a community that maybe want to, it to be more healthy. Yeah, I mean, I think there's some hard soul searching there because, I mean, if you have a community at all, it means that the people there are all on the same page about something. So you could spend some time identifying what that is. Mm -hmm. But then you have to ask yourself... Is that thing that these people are all connecting on the soul of who you are as a group or as a person or as a company or whatever? And if it's not, maybe it's time to shed that community and build the true one. Mm. Yeah, I liken it to the fast food experience, right? Where you go up to the front counter and sometimes you'll get the person that doesn't even make eye contact with you and she says, hi, welcome to this place. Uh, how can I help you? And, you, and you're and like, you don't even know where you work. They're like, <laughs> I have 12 minutes till I have to punch out. Mm -hmm. Right. Like they just do not want to be there. They don't care what you're doing. You know, you're just going to point at the menu and they're going to they're going to put the ticket behind them. Or you go into another restaurant. Right. The one that's the local fave. And, and you go in there and the help comes up and they're they get down low next to the table and they're like, Hey, you know, this is what we got going on today. And like, can ask you about your family or there, you know, there's just a different level of communication. I think sometimes our communities are like that. The community manager should not be the person that basically is just there to put out fires, right? This is not someone who just spits out regurgitated information about the product or the service. This is the person that needs to know the difference between all the different people in the community, what they're like, but should be able to like, build a little profile for each one of them all oh, these people like this but they don't like this and like oh this person mary she likes this thing and like john hates that thing but that's okay because he's into this thing like this is a, a place to build relationships and community and we don't do it perfectly all the time we don't i have super awesome people but you know we're not perfect and i need to spend more time on there but at the same time, we do have a high level of commitment to it. I just see a lot of communities that want the end result, but they're not willing to do the work. Mm -hmm. Well, it's important to ask yourself, like, what is it about your company that people are aligning with? Mm -hmm. You know, are they aligning with the fact that you're the cheapest thing? Like, are they aligning with the fact that you inspire them? Like, what is it that they're, again, saying to themselves about themselves by being in your community? Yes. Right. And if you don't like that answer, you've got a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's talk for a minute, a minute, 
which is let's do it, which is a, about a half of a minute. If of you didn't course, know. yeah. About how to prepare so that you don't have to deal with trolls or or highly negative things in your discourse in your community. So, what do we do as a group to prepare so that we can anticipate people's questions ahead of time? You know, what kind of preparations do we make to try to keep negativity out of our community? I mean, I think you, you kind of hit on it already. Prepare, you know, ask, ask yourself, have you answered all the questions that you anticipate coming? You're going to miss some, but if you, if you try to do your best, you're going to get most of them. Cause I saw that a lot in this Kickstarter, you know, since you two have been through a few Kickstarters now, you were able to anticipate, okay, what questions are going to be coming? And you answered them in the update emails, you answered them in the FAQs so that, you know, people felt like they didn't have to ask them to the community. Let me clarify or ask a question here. So okay. a troll to me is somebody who comes in and they just want to disrupt and they just want attention and they want to create havoc. <clears throat> we don't have very many of those. And I can address that. Answering hard, critical questions from perfectly wonderful people in our community is a different thing. And and so I feel like if, if we're talking about preparing to have the answers for people and trying to anticipate what the community, where the barriers are, like they, they don't understand something or they're confused or where's the answer for this. I, I think you do your homework and you do as much of that as you can and then you adapt quickly and you be prepared and you build time in to adapt quickly once you're live, right? Trolls is a whole nother deal. And I think common wisdom with trolls is you don't feed them, right? You just don't respond, you, you, you take them out. And if they're super toxic, you block them. Super simple. I think the greater wisdom is you build such an amazing, loyal, dedicated community that the community destroys them without you, right? Like you don't have to do anything. You let the community, you know, and again, you don't want to put fuel on that. You want the trolls to just die. I think the greatest thing that you can accomplish in a community is to convert a troll. Okay. So I think rather than seeing them as evil, if you see them as a human being that is coming from a different perspective, try to get the information that they're looking for or what they're really getting at. Sometimes you have to dig a little bit and connect and relate to them. And sometimes you will find that you get the most loyal person in your community because you took the time to understand rather than try to shoot them down. That's like Teresa's ROI of a hug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe that, maybe that troll just needed a freaking hug. Well, trolls are people too. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I'm Mark's exactly right. And you know, a lot of it is what we've been talking about. If you make your community about something and people identify with it and they've aligned with an idea about themselves, then when other people come in there and take a big crap, it <laughs> maddens the rest of the community and they come to the community's defense. They're not coming to our defense. They're coming to the community's defense. Mm -hmm. They're defending their own idea and their own home, so to speak, on the internet. And if you have built a healthy community, it will weed that stuff out all by itself. Yeah. I think that's a very good thing that you bring up that it's their community. It's like we run it, but I mean, we're, we're in charge of, you know, adding the picture at the top and the whatever, but it's their place. Exactly. They go there to hang out. That's exactly. Mm -hmm. And then I think one of the things that gets overlooked a lot is I would bet, and I don't have any numbers for this, but I, I have a feeling that generally speaking on something like a Kickstarter or most, you know, Facebook groups or whatever, or there's, campaign. there's probably the same percentage of jerks saying jerkish things. The difference is, 
is everyone else silent or not? Mm. You know, so when you do something like have a fun, creative, engaging, cool thing that brings out everyone else, then all those other rude voices that are going to be there every time, no matter what, they just get buried in all the other nice, fun, good things that are happening. But if none of that is happening, all that you see are the loud vocal minority of jerks because you haven't asked everyone else or invited everyone else or empowered everyone else to have a good conversation. Right. Yeah, no, I think the worst thing that can happen is you get that one person or the, the percentage that just throw in a little bit of vitriol just because that's who they are and there's nobody else. And then that poisons things and mm-hmm. just undermines the foundations. I'll add one more thing here. There seems to me this aversion to hard questions or hard criticism and people just want to avoid or shut that down. But I still think that we can learn from those people. I think we can be better. We've had people make comments about our game like hard pass, blah, blah, blah. This does, like I, this doesn't have this, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no, great. it doesn't. That, 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 <laughs> that, that's great. Like it, it doesn't. And, and this maybe this isn't for you. And I think that's awesome. I think we owe it to ourselves to take that information and be like, oh, that's interesting. This person represents who knows how big of a group of people who value this thing that we didn't have in the thing. Maybe we intentionally didn't include that and they just didn't understand our rationale. They're very reasonable that they wouldn't understand our product because they haven't tried it yet. But I think we owe it to ourselves to listen before we respond. Again, this is where I see communities immediately respond with knee-jerk reactions and the community managers, I'll call them that, whatever that means, moderators in all kinds of communities, very, very quick, like the first thing that comes into their head, they just type it and they, and they post it. It's a huge mistake. And if it's really hardcore and you have to handle it, it's okay to post, you know, I'm going to respond to this in a little bit, right? Like, I, I just think you cannot have a worse response by taking more time to think about it carefully. Yeah, that's one of the points that I was going to make before we closed is my my therapist taught me this very well. He had a glass jar and it had water and then like sand at the bottom. Right. And he like shook it up and he's like, when it's all shook up like this, how well can you see through that water? Right. Not very well. Okay, if you sit it down, let it settle for a little bit, let the let the dust settle to the bottom, you're going to be able to see through it a lot better. And in that analogy, the dust is like your emotions, right? If your emotions are just, I like to call it like when my, when I'm feeling a bit spastic, you know, Mm -hmm. that's not the time to respond. And it does take some practice to not respond right away because you want to defend yourself. And keep in mind that a lot of times the original post question came out of that. Came out so of their came out of their spastic moment, right? right? Or their knee-jerk reaction. Take it from me, I, I don't know very much about community building, right? I mean, we've got an amazing community because we have amazing people here and we care about people and it's evident, right? Like I think it just shows and people people see it. They're not stupid. They see when a company cares and the passion is there. I don't feel like I'm an expert by any stretch. I think Lacey, you have some expertise there and Teresa, you have some expertise there and Tom, actually all three of you kind of dwarf me in this area, but that's why you're here talking about this. And I don't know why I'm here. It's your lightning so, bolt someone, shirt. Someone had to do the, the main topic sound. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we all tried and uh, we, we just couldn't bring it. Failed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really glad. I will say though that when you do get some of those harder questions that aren't, 
troll questions, right? They're not like just spitting toxic scum, but they like have a real legitimate question and it's posed negatively. I know that I have to kind of have my own reaction to it on the side before I go back in, right? I'm not immune to just not feeling the negativity that they've put through that. I feel it. I usually go to somebody close in the group like, hey, did you see this? This sucks. I hate that this happened. Okay, let's go back in and craft something nice. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's the idea of thinking that our first response is we take it as we hear it. And it's like, oh, that has to be that. But if you sit down and you go like, what are six other things that it could be? What that could si- mean. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they're all going to be garbage for the most part, but there's going to be one that's probably closer to the truth than the complete offense that you took it as. Mm-hmm how you receive information is up to you. And I feel like for me, I have to let that sink in. How people communicate with us is up to them. How we respond is up to us. And so a quiet voice of confidence and commitment to genuinely trying to educate and, you know, care about that person, regardless of how hard it is, you know, this is a customer service thing. It's just very straightforward, right? There's, there's a way to do that. That doesn't mean you have to take abuse, but there's a methodology that I think we owe to ourselves because at the end of the day, our actions reflect our character. Yeah. I feel like I've gotten, maybe I'm just jaded or maybe I'm just a softy, but I feel like at this point, like when most of those questions come in or those comments or whatever, typically I'm able to go straight to, you know, what's this person actually saying? What are they actually feeling? You know, read between the lines of their words. How do I show this person love? How do I send a message to the rest of the community in my response to this person? That's important. Very. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like at this point that I kind of, I forget your original question, but I, I, I guess I was just posing that personally, I think I still have a reaction first and that that's okay. You know, as long as it's not what I act on, that the reaction is something internal that I deal with on my own and then go in intentionally. Well, I think that's everything. You know, you look at all of your emotions that you've been given were given to you for a reason and they're all good. Now, what you do with them is something completely different. You can get angry and then actually use that anger to actually go out and do something positive with it. Or you can flip a table. I mean, mm-hmm. and obviously one's going to have a greater effect. So what you do with it's on you. I love flipping tables. Sometimes it's I scream super, in pillows just right. to get it out. You know, I just have to get it out and then it's okay again. It's true. And then you turn back to your keyboard. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Smile. And the rest of us in the office. Okay. Does anybody else have any pieces that they feel are important that are added before we close up shop for the day. It's a broad topic. I think there's a lot more to it, but I think at the end of the day, just remember that there's another human. It's really easy to hide behind the anonymity of the internet. But if we put even in our mind faces to names and just took a little bit more time to be mindful and thoughtful with the response rather than the knee jerk little forward response. Check the FAQ. It it tells tells somebody (laughs) that you don't care. That's exactly right. Check Uh the FAQ. Right. That's that's kind of what you'd expect somebody else to put in there. Mm-hmm. Right. Ours has been, hey, you know, we do have an FAQ for this. But, you know, while you're here, let me kind of walk you through why we made that decision. It's work. Mm-hmm. It's just work. And that's all it is, is work. And some people are afraid to do the work or they're not willing to do the work. And that's too bad for them. You know, OK. At the end of the day, to cap the whole thing off, like how do you build community and what is your community about? Like your community is a group of people with passions 
and it needs to be about something that's not your product mm-hmm. and everything else is just work, but that's not the part that matters. I love it. Okay. I know one thing that brings our group together. One desk chocolate Two. Oh, are you talking about like actual communities we can go to or what? No, I, here's what I'm saying. I oh, would snacks. like some coffee and food. <laughs> snacks. Yeah. Is it it's time always, it's for always coffee snacks. and food? Because that will keep this community healthy. I'm ready for it. It's time. Can we go There's get it? There's a macaroon on the ground. I know. You knocked it down there. The meantime, I did? That was probably me. <laughs> it just was, it was my knee jerk reaction. It's pretty sad. Probably Leadership. Literally. <laughs> Probably literally was your knee jerk reaction. You're right. You knee jerked that right to the ground. Okay. All right. Let's close this up. So, um, if you loved this conversation and you want to hear more from us, you want to join any of our communities, Tom, where can people find us? Uh, they can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Orange Nebula. Beautiful. Teresa, yeah. where else? We also have Facebook groups. We have the Outcast. Out, I did this last time. The Outcast the Post. Outcast <laughs> post. Outpost. We have the Outpost. We have the Unsettled Group. There's also a Vindication Group, depending on where you feel you fit best. Ooh, there's also the mailing list that we are spooling up fun plans for. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't sleep where do they on the find mailing that, list. Mark, where do they find that? OrangeNebula.com. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> right hand corner baby (laughs) okay everybody thank you so much for coming and spending some time with us i hope you learned something i hope you got a laugh i hope that tom's butt cheeks don't get any more things just done to them yes (laughs) (laughs) amen we're gonna leave you with that (laughs) we're sorry okay have a good every have a good everybody day do it Mm, talk to you soon (laughs) oh wow (laughs) (laughs) bye Did we make that happen? What? <laughs> we did good. <laughs> None Tom, of us can speak. May 2020 be anticlimactic to your butt cheeks. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. It's going to be a good year for my butt. I feel it. I hope so. We're already. What percentage are we through? Okay, little buddy. <laughs> Two out of Solid. 12. That's one out of six. That's 33%. Per- no, that's not right. Math. One out of six is how many percent? 17.5. I don't know. Are you right? It's close to that. I mean, I'll go what's one that. divided by six? The answer is about 0.1666. You were close. <laughs> <laughs>